Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, St. Louis Cardinals fans, and welcome to another Believe in Cardinals podcast. As always, I am your host, Braxton Wheeler. Today's date is April 3rd, 2023, and this is episode number 17. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite shows, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SiriusXM, Amazon Music, Pandora, and many more. If you enjoy this show, please hit the subscribe button so you can be a part of the first listen club every time a new show is posted about the birds on the bat. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X-26 as I post content daily. And send me a message whenever you'd like if you want to hear something specific on the show. As always, guys, thank you for listening to the show. It is free and available wherever you listen. The numbers have went up. Uh, and just like that, 17 episodes. And just like that, the Cardinals have already completed their first regular season series of 2023. Uh, before we jump into the state of the Cardinals, it's going to be a new little segment I'm going to do each episode now. I'll explain what that is in just a second. We're going to go over a little bit of what did we learn from the Cardinals in after three games, and we're really going to break down the performance over the Blue Jays and take a quick, quick series preview um, when the Cardinals play the Atlanta Braves. Actually, first pitches in about an hour and a half at the time of this recording, but to break the ice here on the Believe in Cardinals podcast, I got a message on Twitter and somebody said, hey, Braxton, what is your biggest pet peeve when it comes to baseball? And I thought about it throughout the day. And my biggest pet peeve, and this kind of comes from more of a player's perspective, I guess, is I don't like to use the word incoherence because that, that sounds a little egregious. But like my biggest pet peeve in baseball and when I was in the dugout as a player and yeah, I was, on, I was only a PO. I've really only been a PO my whole life when I was a kid. I, I played. Uh, some positions and stuff, but I don't necessarily think that counts. But once I got to about the high school level, I was really only a PO. And as a PO, anybody that listens to this podcast, it's if you're in a pitcher only, that's what PO stands for, for some reason you didn't know. But as a PO throughout my life, I, I started to really evaluate baseball. Um, you know, when you're young and you're a kid, you're just playing, you don't break it down as much as maybe you do when you get older. But as a PO, when I was in high school, you spend a lot of time, especially as a reliever PO, you spend a lot of time evaluating the game. And you spend a lot of time in the dugout listening to the position players. You spend a lot of time just evaluating everything they say, trying to pick the brain, trying to learn things about the game, because you got a lot of time on your hands, right? So with that being said, my biggest pet peeve was when, like, a position player is in the dugout. And this was a lot of times an underclassman problem. But, like, it would be, let's say, a 2-0 count, right? A 2-0 count. And the batter would, let's say it's a it's – a, off speed, you've got a good hitter at the plate. It's a 2 0 count. He would foul off a 2 0 pitch like he was battling down 0 2 in the count. And somebody in the dugout would say, They would say, Great job. Like, I got a way, good swing, a way to fight it off. And I, it used to, it used to make me so upset. I would, I mean, I know it sounds crazy and petty, but it would. It'd be like a 2 0 count, and the guy's taking like a 1 2 swing to stay alive in the count. And it used to make me so upset. So that was one of my biggest pet peeves when, when guys would just say, Good swing, right? Or, it would be a uh, or other way around. Let's say I'm pitching, it's a it's a two zero count, right? And I throw a curveball, fastball, a foot and a half outside or a foot and a, high, a foot high, and they're like, "Good pitch, good spot, good miss." I'm like, no, it's not. It's not a good miss on a two zero count. Now it's three zero count. I'm not trying to miss on a two zero count, you know. So, in a lack of a better phrase, I would just say more of just having a feel, 
right around the game of baseball, right? That, so that's my biggest pet peeve when people in the dugout didn't have a feel. And the older I got, especially when I was a senior, I'd used to call some of the guys out in the dugout about it because we're playing, you know, granted it was D3 baseball, but it was still college baseball and you should still have a good you know, amount of knowledge at even this level. And I'd be like, guys, look, that's not a good 2-0 swing or that's not a good 2-0 pitch. So anyway, that's my biggest pet peeve um, to answer your questions. All right. St. Louis Cardinals, State of the Cardinals. This new segment is going to be, we're going to do this, I'm going to do this throughout the season, is every time I start the episode, you know, the Cardinals are going to have some games behind them. And I'm going to say, hey, where are the Cardinals? What does the state of the division look like? What's their record look like? What's going on around the division? Well, right now, the Cardinals are 2-1, and one, and that is tied for first in the NL Central with, I believe, the Cincinnati Reds and the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, the Milwaukee played today over the Mets. I'm presuming they won. They were up 10-0 at one point, so I'm assuming they're 3-1 and one headed into play tonight. But coming into today, the Cardinals are tied for first in the NL Central. I know it's only been three games, but it's good to see that. It's good to see the Cubbies 1-2 and two already at the bottom of the division. Uh, so that's where the Cardinals are at. That is the state of the Cardinals for today. Let's break it down, though. The St. Louis Cardinals, after a crushing opening day loss, are now 2-1. and one. Um, They easily could have swept the series. Uh, the Cardinals won on Saturday 4-1 to one on 10 hits led by uh, Goldschmidt and, 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 uh, and Jordan Walker with two apiece. Uh, Jack Flaherty threw one of the most crazy outings I've probably ever seen as a stat line. Uh, he, he, threw, he threw five innings. He was in line for the win. He got the win. Excuse me. He allowed seven walks. He hit a batsman, so he, he allowed eight free passes in five innings but he gave up zero earned runs, and he didn't give up a hit. I mean, what kind of line is that? Eight free bags, but did not give up a hit. So, great outing by, I'm not going to say great. I hate to say it like that, but that is a, it's an interesting outing, but guess what? As a pitcher, you know, you don't give up one run. You don't give up a run, your ERA is at zero, you got the win. That's a good outing. Simple as that. Um, You know, that just shows how good of a pitcher he is, in my opinion. That's what I took away from it. Uh, with his stuff, he can escape jams, right? He, a lot of guys can't do that, and don't get me wrong, Jack Flaherty can't do that that often. I guarantee if he went next outing and gave up eight free bags and five innings, he's going to give up at least a run. So he's not going to get away with that too often, but um, you know, if he can command his fastball, he had a hard time doing that. Uh, it looked like his velocity went down after the first inning. He was sitting 92-3-4, and then the second inning looked like he was around 90. Uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, his off-speed looked fine. It saved him. His slider looked sharp. Uh, he's got he's to command the fastball. Right? We talked about in the podcast. How in spring training, he couldn't command the fastball. And that's what we saw, uh, much of the same in the first outing. Granted, Toronto is really disciplined as a ball club on not swinging at bad pitches, right? That's my biggest takeaway from Toronto. I expect to see those guys, you know, contending in the AL East end of the season. They got a, a lethal lineup. Um, the pitching didn't hold up too good this weekend, but they did a really good job of taking pitches all weekend. It was incredible to watch. They did not, make, you know, get off. Let the Cardinals off the hook easy. A um, little bit more on the Saturday game. The bullpen looked much better on Saturday. Scoreless innings by Drew Verhagen, who looks phenomenal so far. Uh, Andre Pallante and Ryan Helsley with a big bounce back outing. Uh, everybody looked good in the bullpen. Besides Jordan Hicks, he walked three and 0.1 innings pitched. Uh Look, man, I put up a tweet and I said, look, it's time it's time to stop, stop sugarcoating it. Jordan Hicks isn't reliable. He's not. He's not a reliable pitcher. And this is not a shot at Jordan Hicks. But listen, guys, at the end of the day, I don't care if Jordan Hicks can throw 102, 103, even 104. I don't care. 
at some point, you just got to get out. I've said this multiple times in podcasts. He just makes getting out look so difficult. And that is frustrating as a fan, as a, as a player in the field, a guy that just has a hard time hitting the zone. And when he does, his fastball doesn't play like 102 and 103. These guys hit him. But Jordan Hawk, uh, Jordan Hicks with another tough outing. He's not. He's still going to get his innings. He's going to get his chances to pitch, and he, he has good potential. But he's just not reliable right now. Now, could that change, of course? Like I said, it was a great bounce-back game for Ryan Helsley. We do need Geo back, right? We need to get Geo back in this bullpen. Uh, we need him to control some of these late innings, right? We saw Jordan Hicks have to come in in the spot that potentially might have been Geo. Uh, we know who our front end of the bullpen guys are right now. Ryan Helsley, right? Uh, uh, Zach Thompson. Um, who am I missing? Andre Pallante. I mean, you can even put Drew Verhagen. This, this, he, has, he has really good spin rate. The club loves his spin rate. Um, but obviously the bullpen is definitely the most interesting watch of the early season. Uh, let's jump into this, though. The Cardinals hitting, right? The Cardinals hitting is phenomenal right now. On Saturday, the Cardinals won 9 to. Uh, nine to four. No, excuse me. What am I? What am I looking at? I think I meant. Excuse me. I put Saturday, Sunday. See, I caught myself. I took notes here. But on Sunday, the Cardinals won nine to four on sixteen hits, led by Nolan Gorman. He had two home runs, which one of them was a four hundred and forty-six yard blast. Uh, and Alec Burleson also had three hits. He had a pair of doubles and a home run. The entire starting lineup recorded a hit. Right, every single one in the lineup recorded a hit. Let's take a look at right now the our, our lineups averages. Okay. Brendan Donovan, three look, it's three games, I get it, but these guys have roughly, I don't know, 10, 12, 14 at bats. But let's still, it's 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 something. Brendan Donovan, 357. Nolan Gorman, 444. Alec Burleson, 375. Nolan Arnato, 308. Dylan Carlson, a three-hit day, 750. Wilson Contreras, 500. Tommy Edmond, 333. Paul Goldschmidt, 500. Jordan Walker, 333. This is incredible. Um, the Cardinals right now are a top two hitting team after three games in the league. I know it's not much, but it is something, right? Uh, what is the biggest takeaway after three games is there is just not a weak spot one through nine in this lineup. In the past, as Cardinals fans, the last few years, their lineup is hasn't been weak, but there has been weak spots. When you get to seven, eight, nine, you know, whether it was Paul DeYoung or uh, even Yadier Molina, uh, you know, the lineup just had weak spots, but now it just does not have those weak spots. The Cardinals have 41 hits through three games. Let that sink in. 41 hits through three games against big league pitching is incredible. Uh, look, you know what that does? What does that do? That, that just creates tons of pressure throughout the lineup, right? You, you can get to a guy like Tommy Edmond at the nine hole. He serves as a one hole. You get to a guy like Jordan Walker in the you know eighth hole, well, one day he's probably going to be hitting cleanup for the Cardinals, you know, pending something crazy doesn't get traded. But he's six foot five, two hundred twenty pounds in the eight hole, right? A uh, Wilson Contreras batting right behind a guy in Nolan Arenado and a guy in Paul Goldschmidt, who were both MVP uh, MVP conversation last year. Obviously, Paul Goldschmidt won it, but um, also Nolan Gorman. I mean, can we can we take a second and appreciate Nolan Gorman? Uh, I put up a tweet as well. I think it was Sunday. I said, I was like joking around. I put some pictures up of like some some cringy faces. I was like, there's not a spot for Jordan or uh, Nolan Gorman in this lineup, like joking, because I did say this. I, I will go on record and say, hey, I, I don't know where Nolan Gorman necessarily fits into this lineup, but I'm going to tell you what, 
Nolan Gorman could be the breakout guy for the St. Louis Cardinals this season. Um, he's a dude. He, he's going to be a dude. He's huge. I'm watching this guy on TV. If you just look at Nolan Gorman's, look at his size of his legs, man. This dude is strong. Um, he If you wait, watch him wait back on the curveball, it's just phenomenal. Um, and Chip Chip Carey, what, he's done a great job on the call. Can we take a second to appreciate that? Chip Carey's been so good on the call. Uh, all three of the, or the home runs yesterday that he called were really phenomenal. I've been really enjoying him so far. You know, as you can see, I'm pr- I'm pretty excited recording this episode because one, I'm happy Cardinals baseball's back, and two, I'm happy that we got a lineup that can take us really far. Um, three, I, I actually like what I've seen out of the bullpen so far. Let's transition into that. Uh, you know, I'll I'll get to Jordan Montgomery start, but let's talk about the back end of the bullpen. Chris Stratton came in, 1.2 innings pitched on Sunday, one earned run. How about Packy Naughton? He's definitely a back end of the bullpen guy, someone we didn't know was going to make the roster. I mean, he just shows up and probably had the best bullpen outing out of everyone so far. 2.1 inning pitch, two Ks, one hit, no earned runs. You know, he, The back end of the bullpen for this team is, is a big question mark coming to the season. It still is a big question mark, but so far, so good, right? The, you know, We easily could have swept the series, but it, it wasn't the back end of the bullpen that blew the game on opening day. It was Ryan Helsley, right? So um, anyway... We've we've seen some really good things. Let's talk about Jordan Montgomery's start. You know, it's exactly what you kind of expect out of Jordan Montgomery's first start. Five innings pitched, six hits, three earned runs, one walk, three three strikeouts. That's exactly kind of what I expected out of his first outing. He's not a guy that's going to just completely dominate, but he's going to always keep you in the game. Uh, He got the win. Good to see two of our pitchers back-to-back days get wins. A pretty solid outing. He just he's just going to give you a chance to win baseball games, right? He's a definition of a three starter, in my opinion, a solid three starter, depending on what team. Um, so what did we learn about the Cardinals? Like I said, we learned that this lineup one through nine does not have a weak spot. Okay, we learned that Jordan Hicks still has some ways to go, right? He's he he's just not there yet. He's got the, he's got the opportunities. And respectfully, he needs to stop talking about how he wished he had more of an opportunity to be a starter. Look, Jordan Hicks isn't a starter in this league, at least not now. He's not. He needs to focus on getting his outs when he when it's necessary. He's just not. He's not a starter in this league. We learned that guy like Chris Stratton and Drew Verhagen started off their campaign well. Ryan Helsley's bounced back. Um, Wilson Contreras is healthy. He's 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 hitting well. We've known Nolan Gorman, Alec Burleson. Alec Burleson, man, he he's going to be asleep. I'm telling you, if these guys hit anywhere close to what they did this series versus the Blue Jays, you better watch out. You better watch out, right? And It's sad because there's not a spot for all these guys. Like, you want to see Jordan Walker play every day. You want to see Alec Burleson play every day. You want to see Nolan Gorman play every day. You want to see Newt Bar play every day. You want to see O'Neal play every day. You want to see Carlson play every day. But it's just not that many jobs around. And what I will say is I think Marmol is going to do a good job managing this lineup, using the DH spot, you know, right. I expect Jordan Walker to probably have an off day soon. He doesn't have one tonight. I already saw the lineups look like he is uh, in right field batting eighth again, so he's still in the lineup. But, you know, just enjoy it. Enjoy the lineup that we have. Enjoy the talent the Cardinals have. Take a sip of water here. And just enjoy, you know, the, the roster that the Cardinals have right now. And yeah, we we might not have the big A starting pitching pitcher that we have right now, and I, I will say that's an issue. 
And I, I think that we're going to have to make an acquisition come July for something like that. But I will say this. Don't be that fan that just thinks an ace is going to fall off the tree. You know, th- there's not there's not many guys out there that are just, you know, just teams are not just going to lay down and say, hey, Cardinals, come get this guy. And here you go, like a silver platter. It's not going to be like a Nolan Arenado situation where you, you trade somebody like Austin Gomber and uh, two other no-names, respectfully, from the Cardinals and, and get up no, end up getting Nolan Arenado and, and, and getting a lot of his contract paid for the next few years, you know. This is not going to happen. So what I say to that is enjoy these guys playing outfield. Enjoy them platooning these positions. But come July, we're probably going to have to make a trade. But just realize it's going to come, you know, just get one of these big ace pitchers. And you're going to have to give up some guys. You might have to give up an Alec Burleson. You might have to give up a, I don't, a Lars Newtbar, a Tyler O'Neill. You might have to get some of these guys up. You're not just going to get an ace like that so easy. And if you do, that's great, but don't think that it's there's not going to be seven, eight other teams contending to try and get that guy. So, anyway, that's all I got. Uh, Cardinals, Braves, starting tonight, Charlie Morton versus Jake Woodford, 6.16 p.m. right now, East Coast time where I'm at. Looks like first pitch is a little over an hour and 15, 20 minutes away. Excited for that, Jake Woodford. He earned this start tonight. Excited to see him shine. Uh, we need to get Wainwright healthy soon. He is getting paid $17.5 million. I'd like for him to do more than sing the national anthem this year with that type of contract. But regardless, Jake Woodford earned the start tonight. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, tomorrow looks like it's going to be Steven Matz taking the mound versus, uh, it says, to be determined, not sure who the Braves are going to start yet. But I expect a good outing from Steven Matz. He had a strong, strong spring, more than anyone else. We're, you know, He could be an ace-type guy sitting in that five spot, so it's going to be great. Uh, could be this could be a playoff series preview between the Cardinals and the Braves. They got a strong lineup. Uh, they got Acuna, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, uh, Ozzy Albies, Travis Darno, Marcelo Zuna, Sean Murphy, guys like that. So should be a fun series. I'm gonna get out of here. You guys enjoy some Cardinals baseball, and I will probably be back with the next podcast to recap the Braves series and preview the Milwaukee series this weekend. I am Braxton Wheeler. This is the Believe in Cardinals podcast. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.